Welcome to the sermon podcast of Christ Lutheran Church in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. We are glad that you are here. At Christ Church, we believe that God is alive in Holy Scripture, inspiring, challenging, and guiding us today. As we journey through the Bible together, we bring our hopes, our pain, our questions, and our doubts, trusting Jesus to meet us here full of grace. Christ Lutheran Church is a special place of healing. May the word of God bless you today. So believe it or not, we are uh, coming, we are at the end of our sermon series on the book of Revelation. Uh, Thank you for journeying through this book uh, with, with me the last several weeks. It's hard to believe we went basically through all of Epiphany in, in Revelation, uh, which, you know, Epiphany is about kind of turning the light on, revealing things in Jesus's presence in the world. Um, and so that's what Revelation really was, an Epiphany. So uh, today we are heading into the last two chapters of the book of Revelation. So listen again for God's word to us today. John said, then, then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth, they had passed away. The sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, see, the home of God is among mortals. He'll dwell with them. They will be his peoples and God himself will be with them. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more. For the first things have passed away. And the one who was seated on the throne, he said, see, I am making all things new. And also he said, write this, for these words are trustworthy and true. Going to pause there. Some of the things that are said about the book of Revelation. Revelation is scary. Revelation is confusing. Revelation is it's just about the apocalypse. It's all hellfire and brimstone. Also, but I've never read Revelation. Well, now you have heard it. We've spent the last seven weeks hearing John's revelation. What would you say now about the book of Revelation? See, the home of God, it's among people. That's what Revelation says. Home of God isn't some uh, far, far away place in heaven removed and sweet by and by. We only can, can see God when we get there. No, no, no. Revelation is that tells us, no, the home of God It's among mortals. It's among us. That's what Revelation says. 
God himself will be with them. That's what Revelation says. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. That's what Revelation says. Death will be no more. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more. That's what Revelation says. See, I'm making all things new. That's what Revelation says. John continues in the final chapter of Revelation. He continues on with the word of God to the children of God who were afraid. In his community, there was an empire at their door, violence all around. And this is what he said to them. This is what he says to us. He said, then the angel showed me the river of the water of life. Bright as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb through the middle of the street of the city. On either side of the river is the tree of life with its 12 kinds of fruit, producing its fruit each month. And the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. Nothing accursed will be found there anymore. But the throne of God and of the Lamb, it will be in it. And his servants will worship him. And they will see his face and his name will be on their foreheads. And there will be no more night. They need no uh, a light of a lamp or of the sun for the God, the Lord God will be their light. And they will reign forever and ever. And then that angel said to me, John, these words are trustworthy and true. For the Lord, the God of the spirits and of prophets, has sent his angel to show his servants what must soon take place. See, I am coming soon. Blessed is the one who keeps the words of the prophecy of this book. And I, John, am the one who heard and saw these things. And when I heard them and saw them, I fell down and I worshipped at the feet of the angel who showed them to me. But the angel said to me, you must not do that. I am just a fellow servant with you. I, I am just with you and the comrades and the prophets who keep the words of this book. You must not worship me. Worship God. And then Jesus said, you know, it's I, it's I, Jesus, who sent my angel to you with this testimony for the churches. I am the root, the descendant of David, the bright morning star. The spirit of the bride says, come and let everyone who hears say, come and let everyone who is thirsty come. And let everyone who wishes take the water of life as a gift. See, this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Revelation is the word of God for the people of God. It is a gift to us for our own good. 
It can be like a life preserver. Imagine, if you will, on this cold winter day, and I I just got to say, I spent last week about five days in Atlanta, and it's spring there. There are blossoms on the trees. I sent Ellen a picture. She said, oh, well, it's 60 degrees here. I said, but it's it's like 80 degrees here, and it's not going to change. So imagine, if you will, we're there. We're, imagine, if you will, we're, we're in a hot summer day, beautiful summer day in Harrisburg, and we head to the pool. We spend some time in, in the shallow end of the pool where you can touch the bottom, where your head and shoulders are above the water, just soaking it in. And, and then somebody throws you a life preserver. What? What's this? A, a life preserver? I don't need a life preserver. Why do you think I, do, do I look like I'm drowning? Are you trying to scare me with this life preserver? I, I'm fine. I don't, I don't need a life preserver. Maybe you could just sit on it and enjoy it as a little, a little float. But then you see somebody out, somebody out in the deep end. And, and something's wrong. They're struggling to keep their head and shoulders above the water. Their, their arms are, are flailing. There's, there's, there's panic in their eyes. They're drowning. So you swim out to them with that life preserver. They grab hold of it. It was just what they needed. Just the right time. You know a life preserver when you need one. For a drowning people, Revelation is a life preserver. Maybe it doesn't make much sense to you if you're just flipping through the Bible on a quiet, sunny morning with a cup of coffee and a muffin. It's weird, scary, confusing. But if you're like one of John's churches and soldiers are coming to your door looking for you because you're a follower of Jesus, And you hear the war horses coming down the street. And you haven't been able to go outside and and sit by the river and pray without fearing for your life. Well, when you hear John's revelation, maybe you know exactly what to do with it. You grab hold for dear life. John had told them in this revelation about the great red dragon that he saw tormenting the earth. And and boy, did they know something about the dragon, the Roman Empire. And John had told them about the four horsemen of the apocalypse, and, and, and they knew something about those horsemen. They knew about religious persecution and famine and disease and economic injustice, war, natural disasters. And then John told them that he saw that dragon get caught by one of God's angels and then thrown into a great pit and then sealed into that pit. And then John said he heard again, finally, that heavenly choir of elders and angels start to sing. And they sang, hallelujah. They sang salvation and glory and power to our God. 
For the Lord our God Almighty reigns. Which is to say, not Nero. The Lord our God Almighty reigns. So let us rejoice and exalt and give him glory. And then John said, uh, one of the angels looked at him and he said, you better be writing this down, son. Because these words, these are the true words of God. Then John didn't see those scary horsemen anymore. He just saw heaven open and he saw one white horse whose rider was called Faithful and True. His eyes were like the flame of fire and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies of heaven were following him on white horses. And on his robe and on his thigh, his name is inscribed and it is King of Kings, Lord of Lords. He is the Savior, their life preserver, their great hope and ours. Did our salvation come through what? A nation? A president? A ruler? An empire? A tech company? No. We see our salvation and it is the word of God itself. This is where we find our hope, the hope of the world. This is where we learn of our salvation and and learn what to do with it. And John made sure that his church got that word and then got and, and then God made sure that John's revelation made it all the way to 2022. Remember, John told us that whoever reads this word and whoever hears it will be blessed. These words come as a life preserver to those who need it. And let me tell you, beloved, there are Christians today, children of God, that God is trying to rescue who need this life preserver. John said he saw that rider on the white horse coming to the rescue of the people of earth, and his name was the Word of God. I read an article this week in the magazine Christianity Today by Robert Briggs. He's the president and CEO of the uh, American Bible Society. It's his job to get Bibles out to people who need them. He's got a good friend whose name is Anatolia Rachenets. And he is a leader in the Ukrainian Bible Society. They had been talking, and Robert said that his Ukrainian colleague had shared some reports of what's been going on there. He said they're pretty, they're pretty tough. Mothers wailing for their sons outside the hospital. Children who won't remember their father's faces. Thousands of people fleeing, hopeless and afraid. They are people who know well the dragon, monsters, and warriors of John's revelation. But Anatolia shared something else. He said, there are church leaders, like John. They're working together for peace. And, and people 
seeking out hope in Scripture. They're in a war zone. They're looking to the word of God. In Anatolia's church, people are fearful that they will lose everything. They share a lot in common with John's churches, don't you think? And in response, Anatolia has been sharing. He said, I, I share this psalm with them, Psalm 31, with anyone who is searching for reassurance in Ukraine today. And he reports that people are often surprised to hear the words that, according to them, sound like they could have been written in Kiev in 2022. Psalm 31, verse 21 says, Praise to the Lord, for he showed me the wonders of his love when I was in a city under siege. People grapple with the unknown. Many are experiencing the Bible's message for the first time. According to Anatolia, priests and pastors over the past few weeks have been flocking to the Bible Society store in Kiev to buy Bibles, and demand is so high that they ran out. We have sisters and brothers in Christ who are fleeing bombs today, right now. There is a mother fleeing with her child in one arm, dragging a suitcase down cobblestone streets, and tucked into that bag is a life preserver. It is the only certain thing. It is the word of God. Someone else is hunkered down in a subway station to escape bomb blasts and and finds enough light and then reaches for that book that he picked up last week and, and had tucked into his winter coat. And he opens to Revelation and the word jumps off the page and into his heart like a savior on a white horse. John says, sister, brother, you you can't see this from where you are. You might not be able to see this uh, hiding out in a parking garage underneath your apartment building, but I've seen it from where I am. And so let me tell you that God himself is with you. He will wipe away every tear from your eyes. You might not be able to see this from where you are, but death will be no more. And the mourning and the crying and the pain will be no more. Keep hope. Don't give up. God is not done. He wanted me to make sure that you knew. He's going to make all things new. Hang in there. Around the world and in our own community, there are people who sit in darkness. Some war or another wages. Addiction, poverty, violence, sickness. And from where they sit, it may seem like one of our Ukrainian siblings praying just to to make it through this horrible day. But with no end in sight. No light in that dark bunker. When that is the case, John said, then the Lord will be their light. That is the promise of hope in Revelation. Through this word, God reaches out from within the darkness so that those who think there is no hope, when they manage to reach out just in case they find in the dark a hand reaching back out to them. It is called the Word of God. It is Jesus Christ. It is a person.
and the power of the Holy Spirit, they find also that they are not alone because there in the dark is a church infused with the light of the Lord. It is a church in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, praying for them. It is a people of God, a communion of saints praying with them in the dark. They are not alone. Thanks be to the Spirit of God for binding us that close to them. That your prayers and our prayers together can be that hand reaching back out to them. A pastor in Ukraine said that this is exactly what they are finding. He said, you know, we speak to our colleagues in Russia. We church leaders speak to one another and we pray together. And we are united in the Lord. John says, so let everyone who hears say, come. Let everyone who is sent into battle say to God, come. Let every Russian and Ukrainian child forced to say goodbye to her father say, come. And let every politician seeking to end war say, come. Let every person of faith praying for peace say, come. Let everyone who is thirsty come. Let anyone who wishes take the water of life as a gift. Let the final words of John's revelation be trustworthy and true, for he writes, finally, the one who testifies to these things says, surely I am coming. Surely I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus, the grace of the Lord Jesus be with all of the saints. Amen and amen. You have been listening to the sermon podcast from Christ Lutheran Church in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. We are honored you joined us. If you're in Harrisburg, we welcome you to join us for worship on Sundays at 1030. To find out more about our church as well as the free health services we offer, visit our website, ChristHarrisburg.org. Our theme music is by Lucian Kemper. I hope today's sermon blessed you and you'll join us again. Until then... May God be with you.